Welcome to Work-Life Changes and Remote Work in Organizations, a special and time-bound series of conversations. Now, these conversations were recorded to create material for the 21st Century Work-Life Podcast's 300th episode, and that was published on the 5th of May, 2022. The conversations reflected on what had happened over the last three years in how remote work has been adopted, and they were so rich in content that I wanted to share them with you. They cover how our guests see remote work in organizations evolving, how they have changed their ways of working over the last three years, how work relates to the rest of their lives even. And in the last section, guests suggest content for future episodes of the 21st Century Work Life podcast, giving us some insight into what is going on in people's minds, what they want to learn about and hear about next. I'll introduce this episode's guest in a moment, but before that, if we haven't met before, my name is Pilar Orti, and you can find out everything about Virtual Not Distant, the company behind this show, over at virtualnotdistant.com. Enjoy. Listeners, those of you who regularly listen to the 21st Century Work-Life podcast will know today's guest as a co-host, Maya Middlemiss. But did you know that she is a freelance commercial writer and the founder of Healthy Happy Homeworking? You can find out more about her work over at healthyhappyhomeworking.com. Let's move on to the first question of the interview. Some context, because you've been working remotely for many, many years. Mm. So, <laughs> I'm, but, but I'm going to... So you can bring any of that experience into your answers as much as you want, okay. of course. But I'm going to ask you to concentrate if you can um, on thinking what what do you think is going to stay the same in remote work in the next three years for example amongst knowledge workers mm -hmm. that's such an interesting question because at the moment nothing has stayed the same for very long at all we are still uh, as we've discussed on this on many episodes of this show there is no kind of normality yet things are still evolving really fast what's going to stay the same um i think the things that won't go back to how they were pre-pandemic are what people have learned about themselves and what they want how they prefer to work Um, where they want to be doing that work. You know, whatever their employers say, whatever the market says, you can't change those changes within individuals. So if people have discovered that they prefer to work from home or they hate working from home or they love being around their family or they hate working around their family, they really miss the office or they don't, all of those feelings are going to stay. And I think that whilst we can expect the situation to remain dynamic, I think people's self-awareness and their self-knowledge is something that will stay the same. And hopefully they'll find a suitable context in which to apply that self-awareness and knowledge and make the life and work style and lifestyle that they want for themselves. So you think that the whole experience, what is brought to has been a higher level of self-awareness mm. and that it's what we're taking forward in, in all our work, regardless of whether it's remote or not. Absolutely. I think it's made an awful lot of people question things that they never had before, um, including really internalized assumptions like, I could never work from home. That's not for me. It's not how our team does things. It's not how our organization does things. Now people have had to examine that and test it. Uh, you can't go back to that 
place of innocent assumption that you had beforehand, whatever worked or didn't, you know that about yourself now. And again, that takes away from the speculation of what if, what if could have, you know, and all of this that people might never have explored fully. And it does mean that hopefully whatever changes people want to make in their lives and work and whatever people want to change about their organizations or their teams, it will be done from a point of view of greater knowledge and experience going forward. So then moving a bit more into the personal side, how has the way in which you work changed over the last three years? And the reason why I'm picking three years is because I'm I'm examining the last 100 episodes of the show, <laughs> not the last 300. So that's about three years. Of course, the context has been really complex, but has it changed? Um, the way I work, really not so much because of having been working in this way for such a long time. I suppose the way I talk about my work, the way I think about it, the way I explain it to other people, has, it's become easier and more normalized. People can understand it. And for me, what's really interesting is the kind of work I'm doing, the themes that mm. are emerging now and the way that the conversation is moving because I work in both future of work and also in different emergent technology spheres like collaboration and, and money and things like that. And all these things are now colliding in really interesting ways, which I never could have envisaged three years ago. The way that, that I work hasn't changed that much. I'm trying to think, maybe the one thing is greater acceptance of video in meetings and conversations as normality. It's just so, so comfortable now for everybody to hop on a Zoom or a whatever without really thinking about it. Whereas sometimes before I had to kind of negotiate and persuade about that a little bit, um, even when talking to tech people, which is interesting. Sometimes they were they would want to meet in person or, or have a phone call or something, whereas now the kind of online video collaboration that we all, we've all been using is just normal. Um, and that sort of goes back to my earlier answer, really, that people are taking that normal with them. And that's just how it's going to be from now on. Great. So I will go back then to you. So your job as a commercial writer, I think that's what uh, we were going to uh, describe you as. You said the content has changed a bit, maybe more than the way you work. Is that right? And, and mm. has has the con uh, how has the content changed what have you be what you used to focus more what you focus more now that's i think that's quite interesting to see what you as future of work writer have been writing about how that has changed over the last 3 years over the last 3 years well the the first big switch was the working from home piece which was kind of it was something i was always interested in because of my lived experience of having done it for two decades at that point but when suddenly the whole world was trying to do it two years ago that became a major content theme for me and also just a coaching and generally being supportive theme because so many people were struggling with different aspects of it um, then the wave after that was the collaboration technology as everybody rushed to launch the new Zoom or the new Teams or the new solution for this or that. And I know we were talking about this pre-recording. There was an awful lot of stuff that exploded and got funded. And now we're starting to see some consolidation as people start to maybe settle down. Maybe people who downloaded 10 different apps in their team 18 mm. months ago, they're starting to um, involve their IT department instead of going over their heads and say, okay, what do we actually need? How can we reduce our monthly SaaS spend and actually focus on what 
what we're going to use going forward. So it's really interesting to see the shifts in that collaboration technology piece. And the other stuff that I've been writing about since since before episode 200 is the <laughs> is the kind of cryptocurrency, um, NFTs and metaverse stuff. And now that is starting to collide in interesting ways with the future of work. Um, I'm doing a lot more work for the Estonian e-residency team, for example, on digital identity and the kind of new business structures. And we're seeing this massive wave alongside the technology of the business structures that go with that, like employers of record and people that enable hiring all around the world and really unlock the potential of location independent working for both sides. So that's the most interesting trend at the moment is seeing all of that happening, both in the kind of regulating the normal business space and then hopefully taking that into the metaverse and extended reality, um, maybe, hopefully, soon. And do you find that the kind of, as a reader as well, that um, the this these topics that are have they filtered into the mainstream a lot more or is it still taking time i think all of these things will remain unevenly distributed people will engage with them at their own time and i think while i know that it's easy for me to get distracted by the excitement of all these interesting things going on i think it's important that when we're working with businesses more broadly we remember there's an awful lot of kind of hankering for things as they were, almost a nostalgia. And while we're not going to go back to 2019, there are people who are quite keen to go back to more analog conversations and encounters. And what we need to find is the solutions that bridge those gaps, whether it's making the digital conversations more immersive and real um, or finding alternatives or just finding that blend. So I think that while there is some excitement about changes generally, there is quite a big wave of not resistance so much, but kind of frictional passivity of people not wanting things to change quite at the pace they have been in the last couple of years. And they might almost, I think, be a, I mean, I'm feeling this myself even, (laughs) like a pendulum of going, I do everything through the tech because the tech is my friend and I'm discovering, but actually now I'm starting to burn out from that a little bit. So maybe I go to more analog and then maybe it will come back and, find that, yeah. I won't even say happy medium, but the, the right balance for yeah. whatever that means. And I think the one of the things we're seeing this year is the resurgence of face-to-face events, conferences and networking and things like that. And people are loving that. And you know, people just really want to do it. Even if the way that they're working day-to-day in collaborating has become very digital, I think that proves that there is this hunger to kind of go out there and whether we're wearing masks or not, we want to be in the same room with people and look them in the eye and shake their hands um, and to actually start to get excited about the idea of going to big crowded things again is something that we probably haven't felt for the last couple of years. So remind me, because the last three years are a bit of a blur, I don't know what mm. happened before the pandemic and what <laughs> happened during it. Healthy, happy homeworking, did you set that up during the pandemic or was it already... On its way. It was on its way in my head. Um, because at the end of 2019, I was approaching my 20th anniversary of working from home uh, because that was what happened at the turn of the millennium for me. And so I, it was going to be a big book at that point because uh, I, you know, I thought I knew everything about working from home. <laughs> <laughs> The universe had nothing more to teach me. Okay, so 
then everything changed, obviously, in the early part of 2020. And I re-envisaged it as a book series and a blog. And I've been doing coaching and consultancy and individual support under that umbrella because people didn't need a big book at that point. They needed quite tactical and immediate help. And when I say a book series, there are so far two um, I could say two and a half because there's kind of a draft of the third one, which has been Ooh, sat well in one place for a long time. <laughs> so, um, it again, it's such a fast-moving situation that sometimes to try and give people what they need, you know, is such a moving target. So, I don't know if people even have time to read short books anymore. <laughs> um, yes. it's, so, it's great to be doing content like this as well with you on a regular basis, just getting straight into people's ears because <laughs> then they can take in the content directly and then explore further or, or pick up the conversation that they're in their own time. So, yeah, long may multimedia live. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Now, has your view of what work and the role it plays in our lives changed over the last three years? That's interesting. I don't think my view has, but it's it's just great to see this dawning awareness <laughs> spreading out mm -hmm. more widely among people. Um, and I was talking to somebody the other day about the words we use and for sort of remote work, or lo location independence and digital nomads and all that. And We decided after talking about it for a while that in the future we probably won't need any of those terms because we'll just talk about work and everything else. It's not irrelevant, but it's, it's kind of secondary, uh, the, the where we do it and the how, because so much of it will be online anyway. I think I've always known that, even if I didn't articulate it, but what it feels like the shift now is that when people are talking about work, They maybe mean more what they do rather than where they go um, or even who they do it for. I think there's more of an inclination to talk about what your work involves rather than who your employer is or where you happen to be. So I, I think that's an important shift we're going to have to keep an eye on. You've just reminded me, I think we've brought this up at other points, uh, that I think you were the first person, now we go back a long way now, You were the first person I interviewed for an audio on virtual teams. <laughs> If you weren't the first, you were the second. <laughs> This is before I had a podcast. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and we talked and we said, I think I'd already talked about, I think I, it was already under some kind of virtual, not distant title. And we said, isn't it, wouldn't it be great? And this was like five or six years ago. Wouldn't it be great if when we talked about teams, we didn't bother saying whether they were virtual or mm. not? Yeah, <laughs> if we could lose that that sense that virtual also has a kind of not a negative connotation, but it, I think it's the sort of the connections with unreality, and we're going to just need better ways of talking about it. I think, especially when we start to talk about virtual reality in terms of headsets and you know metaverses and immersive situations like that, we definitely need better phrases than virtual because you know, what's unreal about this? This is a very real conversation. It's very tangible. We don't have to be sat in the same room as each other or indeed as the people listening. You know, it doesn't detract from the quality of the communication or the interaction. So yeah, the language will continue to evolve, I'm sure. And you have to be careful with what you reply to this <laughs> as opposed to other guests because... So the 21st Century Work-Life Podcast, the tagline used to be where we talk about how the world of work and our attitudes to work are changing. 
And this has evolved into niching down into where we talk about leading remote teams, online collaboration, and working in distributed organizations. Now, what would you like to see covered in a podcast such as such as this one? I think the present tagline sums it up pretty well, actually, based on the content that we've been creating and the the shows you've been doing, the in-depth interviews with different guests. Um, I don't think anything needs to change at the moment, even though it's important to keep it under review. I think that the, the present description sums it up pretty well. Great. Well, phew, <laughs> don't worry, I won't be asking you to do some stranger. It's a shame. It would have been great to say, well, I think we should look at it. And then, of course, that, that would be the next what's going on. Episode. <laughs> um, so anything else that you'd like to say to uh, listeners and past guests who might be listening? Well, only how much I've enjoyed working on this show over the years. And I'm I'm not doing the show notes anymore because there's been this shift to having a detailed transcript, um, which makes total sense in the context. But I do still try to listen to the alternate episodes, the interview ones that I'm not involved with. And I think just the the richness of the conversations that we're having, the nuances that we're getting to is so interesting. Um, I think it's it's great that this show has the reputation to attract such interesting and varied guests with such fascinating takes on the way the world of work is changing. I mean, that original strapline still stands up because it includes everything. So yes, long may it continue. Well, thank you very much for dropping by today for having been a guest previously. <laughs> you also were a guest before you were a co-host and then a co-host and then, of course, writing all the wonderful blog posts, which were the, the show notes. So thank you very much, Maya. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on every side of the mic with you, Pilar. Thank you very much for listening. We'd love to hear your own thoughts about how you have changed your ways of working and what you think the future is for remote work inside and outside of organizations. You can use the contact form over at virtualnotdistant.com for your comments or reach out via Twitter. You can just look for me at Pilar Orti. And if you enjoyed this conversation, you might enjoy others we're having on the 21st Century Work Life podcast. So make sure you check out that show and subscribe. I have been Pilar Orti. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, enjoy. Enjoy.